This is BirdieCast. A podcast about making light of life on tour. We're your hosts, professional golfers Maya Schechter and Leslie Klutz. Welcome back to BirdieCast. I'm Maya. I'm Leslie. And right here with us is sitting August Kim. Yay! Hello! <laughs> so this week we're doing a book club, and we are talking about Michelle Obama's autobiography called Becoming, uh, yep. which came out recently and is has been very popular, and we decided uh, to read this book first just because, um, honestly, I'd seen it all over social media, and I kind of wanted to read it, so yep. um, we just went for it. So... Um, I guess to start off, so Leslie and August, you guys read it, um, and then I listened to it on Audible, which was interesting because it was read by Michelle herself. So oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, Rad. yeah. It was really cool. <laughs> I really enjoyed it a lot, actually. She's like talking to you about yeah, life. That's I awesome. know exactly. Um, <laughs> the woman herself. Yeah. The woman <laughs> talking herself. to you. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was cool actually. I really enjoyed that. Um, so I don't know if you guys. Um, have anything you wanted to just jump into about this book? Um, yeah, do we have a goal with this book club? What do you think? Um, I mean, I feel like if we tie it back to golf in our lives in some Sounds way good. to explain life on tour, I think is, is kind of our goal. Great. Well, I have a great first point then. Okay. <laughs> so in the preface, is that how you pronounce that? Preface. Preface. There you go. Close. Thanks, August. Yep. yep. <laughs> She explains, when you're first lady, America shows itself to you in its extremes. And I was like, hmm, because I find America also kind of a country of extremes. Uh, like, just based on my experience with those families, you know, like staying with different kinds of people in different parts of the country, like in their views of, you know, obviously political, but then also other policies like gun policy, education, like all kinds of extremities. Uh, and even like homes uh, are very different. So I was wondering what you guys thought about that. Yeah, I didn't uh, personally remember that quote, but as we're, as we're talking about it, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's interesting how she grew up in one neighborhood and then slowly throughout the book kind of experiences other um, communities and groups of people that she didn't grow up with, but that she then gets to know. And I mean, going off to college and uh, meeting kind of the Ivy Leaguers and then kind of as she goes through life, she meets, yeah, different groups of people. And I guess as first lady, you really come in contact with all of America. And yeah, I would totally agree growing up and then coming out on tour, you just meet people from all walks of life in all areas of the country and with all different types of views. So take some flexibility. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But I think, oh yeah, I think what's interesting is that um, as you meet people and you hear about different viewpoints, what usually sticks to you is like the best and worst of people. I think that's a lot of what um, she kind of brings up because uh, I mean, as Flotus, and with her husband as Potus, I'm sure they had so much praise, but they also had 
like terrible, terrible, terrible opposition. So right. having to deal with that, I think what I got from that whole um, that whole point was that like this relentless optimism that she always had, like even if she was always hit with like the worst things, she always stuck with her beliefs and Barack always stuck with his beliefs and never really gave up on the good of people. So I think that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is incredible how value driven they are yeah. and how and they like stuck with it too yeah. despite everything yeah yeah, yeah. it is um, okay yeah, so I want to cool. talk about Robbie okay her dad her oh, her aunt brother. oh I think it was her aunt with the piano lessons oh, the piano oh lessons. yeah 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 yes yeah oh yeah the first piano story I think it was in the end of the first chapter that was awesome I thought um, when she does the recital and she had grown oh, so used to yeah. playing on the broken piano where she could tell where middle C was and she gets up on this pristine piano. Yeah. She her. doesn't have like a way to center center herself, I yeah. think she says. Oh yeah. fantastic. I love that. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> I felt love like that in life? Oh yeah. Where yeah. you've like you've gotten your routine and you feel like you're good at something in that setting and then you're put in another setting and yeah, I guess sure. that's kinda like athletics too. Yeah. I think um what that kind of reminded me of was, um, it's like, for us, when we first started college golf, it was golf as we recognized it, but once you're, once you're starting out as a freshman on a college team, it's like, it is the same thing, but it's in a totally different context. Yeah, it is different. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty it, cool. Because you're, like, put into a team format. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah. <laughs> and then... And then the next step too, making it professionally, is again, yeah. you're used to playing college golf, and then now I'm doing it professionally and getting your own travel arrangements and that next step too. Yeah, I guess changes in context, like the same stuff. Yeah, right. If you're yeah. practicing versus competing in a tournament, yes. you know, different location, but it's the same ball, mm-hmm. same clubs. Just Which a is kind of comforting. Like, that's definitely yeah. something I do when I'm nervous, is, like, it's just, I mean, it's just golf, but it's just the ball sitting on grass, and all the pressure and nervousness that you feel is just you... Building something up. Yeah, 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 yeah. How you're perceiving the situation, so... Oh, yeah. You want me to go? Yeah, I can, I can go yeah, share okay. something. So, Enlighten um, us, August. I, I went super book reporty and okay on page Great. 226 yes this i love this <laughs> we can share here we can share with you um, all right maya which okay. part okay, page 226 i have a quote um yeah just read it wait i don't know if oh, okay it's not a, it's not a quote it's the whole page it's about like <laughs> it's the whole it's, page. it's about love how it. um when uh, brock first talks to michelle about um him running for president mm. and she says yes to him even though she thinks that he can't win mm. and I thought that was really interesting because as a theme that kind of felt to me like um, having faith despite rationale pointing to negative outcomes so even though she thought and she expected him not to win she believed in him and she want, she you know gave him the support that he wanted despite the fact that she thought that it was going to end in a loss so I thought that was really cool and then that brought me to thinking is like is is faith a part of a process so even if like tying it to our competition you know let's say you're in a slump or you're not playing very well I think that kind of goes into 
putting all your effort into the same process or a better process even though th- the results aren't coming out positively yeah. so I thought yeah. that was a good theme that she brings in like even though you don't expect something to go your way sticking with it and like seeing it through I think um, that has two sides <laughs> yeah which sides well there's also the you don't want to blindly go into something that you're not ready for I think more so she like she believed in who he was as a person and she had seen mm-hmm. the kind of politician he was and the kind of person he was right. so she yeah. might have I don't know used that as fuel give him like the benefit of the doubt yeah and just using her value of him as a person yeah. to outweigh her doubt right. yeah yeah I guess it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that she didn't, I guess she didn't believe that he could win, but did believe that he would be a great president yes. if he did. Yes, So 100%. that whole value system that they build together throughout the book and their belief in each other and her, they're kind of wanting to, to help other people. Yes. I guess yeah. made her, yeah. even though she didn't think maybe he could win, she believed that he would be a good candidate, so... Yeah. Yeah. How about this like constant where I feel like it was a definitely on her mind between kind of like motherhood and her own career, mm-hmm. like her own ambitions in her career and how that might have been different for him. Kind of like the constant battle between fatherhood and his career. Like I felt like it was very much for her at least from her side of the story obviously. Uh yeah, I thought that was interesting, and... Yeah, it was pretty consistent throughout yeah. the book, because she wanted... I think she said that she wanted kids since she was a kid. Yeah. So it was always a part of her life plan. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, she obviously did a good job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But it's in, it is interesting how... Because we... Yeah, Leslie and I talked about this um, on one of our car rides um, these past two weeks, and um, just kind of... The guilt that she feels being when she's juggling her family and work and um, kind of balancing her career and her family versus when Brock is um, kind of an elected official and is away for half the week and then comes home and seems like there's a little less guilt and how that sort of gender difference, inequality, and kind of how they work through that yeah um and even her accepting that he was gonna run for president you know was taking more on her plate yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. right like she just wanted him home basically yeah yeah Yeah. that's i can't imagine like having being gone like was it four days a week i think he was because they he worked in springfield Mm -hmm. when they were like a couple hours away yeah it just kind of sometimes felt like a double standard for him, kind of like, yeah, like, I do want to raise a family, but then I also want to do this career, which means I'll be gone most of the time. I don't know. And then, but never really gave, right, and then she couldn't also do a career like that. Mm-hmm. So, right. like, she only had to one scale of back. the two. It was yeah. almost yeah. assumed that she would take care of it. Yeah. That's where I felt like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's like a, that's like a dilemma that has. Yeah caused you know discussion since the beginning of like men and women (laughs) yeah so i mean i there's no clear answer but i also think that um it just 
what I appreciated about them uh, was maybe not right off the bat, but as their marriage went on, like their communication came up in important parts. Mm-hmm. So like he never he didn't go through with the presidential candidacy until Michelle was on board, and I think they do talk a little bit about like when they had some marriage issues when he was away from home a lot, but then eventually they did talk about it. So yeah. I mean I think I'm I'm a big fan of like communication is everything. <laughs> communication so, is, is key. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would agree. Yeah. So she also mentioned somewhere that they had to learn how to, how to argue with each other mm. and that I think noted they're that, both uh, lawyers too so right, yeah right 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 yeah. and that it had taken like several years to really um, like figure out a smooth way to do that mm. yeah and I was I'm like sure. oh okay yeah <laughs> I don't know if that's comforting or like a little daunting like yeah. it taking years I think it is. Yeah. yeah. I think so too. It's, it, yeah. It's comforting. It's comforting. Okay. Yeah. It's like a fun little journey of okay. trying to figure out another person. Right. <laughs> I feel like. As long as you're both committed. Yeah. 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 I guess. Yeah. Like yeah. there has to be a basis of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Two way street. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You definitely both have to be able to. Like want to be opinion. better. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's another that whole like wanting to be better. I think that's that's something I really respect in their relationship and something I like strive for in my relationships is you I I never really liked the idea that somebody completed you. It's mm. like somebody yeah. adds to you and makes you better. Right. And oh, I feel yeah, like I these two do that and how they as they learn to communicate and they just challenge each other to be better people and to you know, seek to help other people, and I just, I thought that was really cool, even though they are a high-profile, you know, couple that obviously, being a president, she's done a lot for um, childhood obesity and that kind of awareness stuff, but, I mean, even on a small scale of relationships in our lives, like, just wanting to help other people be better, I think is a cool, Yeah. I feel like they approach that in a really good way. Um, I think that's one of the things I appreciated about this book a lot. It wasn't like it wasn't just about the presidency, or like them no. being oh, famous. No, not at all. It was like ninety yeah. percent of it was about her and like how she became who she is. Yeah. And, like the important people in her life, and I think that is what like I've always thought that she was very grounded, mm-hmm. but like this just added a whole nother level. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I actually thought everything leading up to the presidency was the most interesting Me too. part. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that whole early life. Oh, me too. Yeah, it's fantastic. Stuff, I yeah. think it's really interesting. Oh, we should share. What was your favorite childhood story that she told? Ooh. Um, well, I like the piano lessons. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, I liked how when she, <laughs> she was, um, she, so she has an older brother who was like kind of the cool kid on the block and really athletic. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Craig. Yeah, Craig. Yes. And then, but at one point, I guess he goes to a different high school or she's kind of on her own um, and has to kind of create her own spot in the playground. She's no longer Craig's little sister. Mm-hmm. So, but there's this other girl that like kind of bullies her and she just pops her in the face. Oh, and then yeah. <laughs> that was unexpected. Anymore. I was like, yes, Michelle. <laughs> yes. She can I throw a punch. Yeah. <laughs> Oh like, god, that's, that's awesome. Because oh. it was just fun to 
like it's Michelle Obama. And, but right. yeah, if you want to hear about Michelle getting into a fight, definitely read this yeah. book. <laughs> I know, it's just like made her feel more human and yeah. just like she had a normal childhood, like playground tuffles. I don't know. It just yeah. made her seem more yeah. accessible. She also um, had a lot of uh, stuffed animals. She did. Do you identify with that, Leslie? And I completely identify with that. <laughs> she mentions how, she mentioned how <laughs> when she goes to bed, like her stuffed animals will be all around her head. Mm-hmm. You know? Is like, that what you did? Yeah, that's totally what that's I did. That's amazing. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, every wow. day, fun fact. Every day. I wow. had my top shelf right there with all my stuffed animals. Right before I bed, I would take them all off, put them in position. And then I would carefully crawl under the blanket. Oh my god, that's so cute. So <laughs> they're all in position and like right and cozy right next to my head. Yeah. That's Aww. adorable. Yeah, that uh yeah. That really resonated with you. Yeah man. It's good, <laughs> good times. It's very yes. cute. I still do that today. No, I'm just kidding. Mystery. We'll never know. Do you um, have a favorite moment? There was okay, I talked about this earlier before we recorded, but um there are parts of this that reminded me a lot of Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec. Rec. But um, I think one of the early chapters, she talks about how she got into the habit really early of having like a girl gang. Uh Yes. Having a group of like very supportive, active, vocal women. That's Birdie Cast. Yes. And And I just, it reminded me of, I don't know if you guys have seen the series finale for Parks and Rec recently, but she like, it's like way into the future, and she's giving a commencement address, and uh, Leslie is, and she Leslie Nope. Yes, and she tells like her closing line is like, "Find your team and go to work." Mm-hmm. So I think like I've always, I kind of feel like having a team of supportive people, whether they're women or men, but having a supportive team is like very important in both our age and what we do. Yeah. So. I thought that was really cool that she started she felt that ever since she was really young that's true you can't succeed in life without a team i agree with that and that's definitely we have talked about that in other episodes kind of the teams that we have behind us yeah skin in the game skin in the game exactly that's right (laughs) that's right yeah yeah going off of that um i also liked how when she wrote about the wisdom she got from previous from like the previous first lady. Oh yeah, yeah. When they like moved in and they the kids like shared the fun parts of the White House and stuff like that. Yeah, just kinda like passing on wisdom and I was thinking about well what would that be like for us and it's kind of like if you would play or go to a, a like a veteran player that has been there before you and they would kinda share the ropes with you. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. And I think on LPGA they have the mentor program. Right? Yeah. yeah. Big sister, little sister, whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's cool. Um, what about the part where she's at this law firm making a lot of money but she yep. feels really unfulfilled? And that then was my next question her too. mom says, Make the money first and find happiness later and kind yeah. of the idea that fulfillment is just kind of a rich person's angst. It's like a luxury. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How do you guys... Do you agree with that? Um... I will skate. Well, I will say that I think we have a very interesting job where they can intersect. Yeah. Like, happiness and monetary success. So, I don't know. It's... 
I think it depends on the person, but I think passion is a very big theme throughout the book. Like, cause yes, her leaving the law firm to pursue her, something she's more passionate about, which is more um, like charitable work. So Including yeah. a pay cut. Yes, yeah, a yeah. huge one. I think she said. Yeah. I think she even told us her salaries. Yeah, yeah, was, there were numbers in there. Yeah, it was like six figures to like a low five figures. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I mm-hmm. think in a way, um, I don't know. Passion is not directly correlated with financial success, but mm-hmm. it can be, mm-hmm. especially with things like sports and like fame and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think I think we exists in a very interesting sphere of that. I would agree. I think um, there's times where you are not so happy playing golf, <laughs> and it can be hard, but then, the, yeah, there's definitely money once you get to the LPGA, and then, but I think on the golfer's side, like, finding the fulfillment is definitely different depending on the person. Like, some people, like, I feel like for Leslie and I, doing birdie casts, and then like doing the junior clinics and doing things outside of golf and using our platform to then do other things is fulfilling. Um, yeah. And then the game is, is also fulfilling and the challenge itself of just trying to improve yourself constantly is um, an interesting challenge. But um, I would say that golf gives me the platform to be fulfilled, but it itself is not isn't yeah. isn't fully i mean i yeah. love golf of course, it's, of course. it's not 100 percent. it's not 100 percent. Yeah, i agree for me. Yeah, yeah. and it's also different if you're of course if you're playing really well you're probably not going to be thinking about that yeah yeah it just follows yeah. yeah yeah but if you're playing mediocre then it's like well like sometimes i'm thinking i'm on the range and i'm like well why am i doing this yeah, yeah, it happens. It does seem yeah. very trivial sometimes. <laughs> Whacking a little ball around the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waking up at five a.m. to oh, go play 4:30, golf. Four thirty. Yeah, yeah. Right, that and like this morning. prioritizing everything for that. Yeah, yeah. Flying, driving, traveling yeah. around. Yeah. But I do think going back to like Michelle and her mom, I feel like her mom was probably living well, was living in a situation where. You had to make money, like that was, that was a necessity, like you had to make money first. Yeah. Um, more survival than anything. Right, more yeah, survival yeah. than thinking about like, well, what do I like to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I do think that like today, like, I mean, pretty much all of us, like playing golf is a luxury that we are able to do this, mm-hmm. like for a living, sort of. Yeah, it's not like we have to work in the field to grow potatoes or something like yeah. that. Oh, wow. you know? Manual labor. She jumped right to <laughs> manual labor. What <laughs> a desk job. Something potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> I was just thinking of outside. Okay. Outside. Okay. Potatoes. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I'm I mean, even you. a desk job, like if you think about financial markets, oh. Like, it's also kind of a stretch to think of, like, why am I doing this? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like today, a lot of jobs is like kind that. of a stretch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that goes back to, like, monotony, like, doing the same thing every day. And I think it can get like that for us, but it's also cool because, like, we're traveling all the time. Like, this, right. this was my first time in San Francisco ever. 
Yeah. I loved seeing the city, mm-hmm. even though I didn't play that well. <laughs> and then, you know, you get to experience all these new things, and it's a, it's a change of scenery every week. And I think that's one thing that I always remind myself of if I start to get kind of down in the dumps. Okay, okay. speaking of fulfilling, I have a question. Um, what other causes are you guys pas- passionate about? Because Michelle kind of takes on, like, hmm. um, health, like kids' health yep. and activity and stuff like that when she's... Flotus. Yep. So what other things are you guys passionate about? Um, Maybe what causes mm. would you be interested in? Something with books for kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like, you know, Dolly Parton has mm-hmm. donated like a million books really? to kids in need. Oh. Yeah. Huh. I'm trying to think of other causes. I do like, you know, the first tee and LPG yeah. girls golf. Like, yeah, like anything just with kids. Like, anything yeah. with kids and making golf more accessible. Like, I like that. That's huge, yeah. Yeah. Um, how about you? Um, so one thing for me, like, literacy and education is, like, of course big, but, like, music and arts for mm-hmm. kids, because that's always the first thing that gets cut from budgets oh. in schools, which I, like, which I learned in high school, which is very sad, because one of my, like, some of my favorite memories growing up were playing in an orchestra in school and stuff like that. And you having played music. in an orchestra? Yeah, I played cello growing up. Cello? Mm-hmm. Wow. My mom was a piano teacher, so I've always been around a lot of music. You're oh. serious? Yeah. So, arts are the first thing that are cut? Yeah, for always. Oh, that's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah. what would you, are there any organizations that you like, or um, if you would make one? <laughs> yeah, just totally, I would love to make one, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there are foundations and stuff i gotta i guess i should look into that stuff more but yeah that could yeah. be a unique mm-hmm. kind of plat- use your platform for that yeah just to yeah definitely have a personal That'd connection be mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i think that was that was an interesting connection i made to michelle was how obviously we're not the same level but her being first lady and kind of under a microscope but also having this platform and us being professional athletes and if as you move up the ladder and is, I mean, it's athletes across the board. You are definitely under a microscope, and your actions and what you say are, uh, can have a big impact, which comes with a lot of responsibility. Nice. Well, I guess to our listeners, if you guys have any questions, you feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at PurdyCast. And then August, do you have Instagram as well? I do. It's um, at August Kim with the I and Kim as a one. Great. And feel free to reach out to us. Um, and if you have any suggestions on what you'd like us to read next, uh, please let us know. Bring it on. Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks, August, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I enjoyed this very pleasure. Much. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. guys. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for listening to BirdieCast. <laughs>